Hey folks, Animana here, and today we're going to be talking about the this week at Bungie. It's old at this point. I've been away. Uh, I've been moving house. I have no internet until hopefully tomorrow we can get it fixed. Just because there's a whole lot of property issues with the internet, uh, we didn't know until the day we moved in, like a few days before we moved in. Uh, should be fine. Streaming might take a little bit of a hit, but we'll we'll see how that goes when I actually get the internet. Uh, but anyway, uh, this week at Bungie. The 21st of November 2019. So I'm reading this off my phone. I've got the interface up and I'm going to just up here. You're probably going to see some footage of me just playing Iron Banner. I recorded an hour of footage somehow and I'm just going to put that up there. So enjoy me flailing around uh, being pretty average at PvP. So this is late. We have another This Week at Bungie coming in like two days time. Uh, so just bear with me. I'm just catching up, making sure I've got this documented and stuff like that. But anyway, let's get right into it. This week at Bungie for the 21st of November 2019. This week at Bungie, we're investigating solar energy. We wrapped up Fest of the Lost this week, but are cleaning up the decorations. And that wasn't the only thing that changed in the tower. Ikora finished her construction project, closed out all the permits, and Guardians launched an attack on the Undying Mind. The attack is ongoing, so we might see some more. Uh, and all season pass holders can join the Vex Offensive and transmat the finished portal from the tower to summon and defeat the Undying Mines from different timelines. The impact of your victory has not been made clear just yet, but in time you'll learn more about how this will further evolve the world as we transition into the next season. So we kind of were a few of us were a little bit disappointed, uh, want a little bit more out of that Undying Mind bit, and uh, yeah, basically. We got the end of the season, but there might be some more still to come. So, but yeah, uh, the big thing is that the season is wrapping up. It's going to be wrapping up on December 10, and we're going to start a season of the dawn. At least that's what we know it's called. It might be called something else when it rolls around. And this season is a big seed placement for future stories incoming. So with this, this week at Bungie as well, I'm just going to focus on this week at Bungie. I feel like it's too late to really discuss things upcoming to the next episode with the uh this week's this week at bungie the actual week at bungie you know this is just like an archive at this point i guess so next up they're talking about solar shifts next season we are shaking up the solar subclasses we are reworking several ability trees and the destiny dev team has the details on what to expect when you praise the sun next season a little bit of a dark souls reference there i think uh, okay, so this is the combat systems team back at it again to talk about some updates they're making to the ability sandbox next season. Previously in season, or they spent a whole season by the sounds of it, focusing on subclasses of one specific element type such as Arc and Void. Up next, the combat systems team is tackling solar subclasses as our focus uh, for gameplay updates. As we've mentioned in the previous TWABs, or this week at Bungie's, for those who aren't familiar with that acronym. Our goal with these subclass updates is to revisit some of the older subclass paths and freshen them up a bit. In execution, this means the older subclass paths will feel like viable choices in many of our activities and that players can find a home in any of them. When we started working on a sandbox updates to follow the season of the Undying, our team looked at the whole catalogue of solar subclasses by cross-referencing data, feedback and conversation to figure out which subclasses needed help which were performing, and also which ones were a bit too potent during our, our investigations, it was pretty clear that three specific stub, subclasses, subclasses, subclasses were underperforming and needed to be taken back into the shop for a little bit of rework. It's worth noting here that rework doesn't mean it's completely a new subclass. It means that we take 
a look at the root of the gameplay fantasies for those subclasses and either expanded upon what was already there or shifted some of the existing attributes closer to their fantasy. In some places, entire perks were changed to help further the gameplay role and fantasy of those subclasses. These are the three solar subclasses they're looking at. So we have Gunslinger, Way of the Sharpshooter, the bottom tree for Hunters, for Solar. Uh, they're going to mention Knives, it isn't the middle tree, by the way, just, just FYI. Uh, traditionally, Way of Sharpshooter has been mostly used in specific PvP, or PvE, sorry, not PvP, activities and almost exclusively paired with the Celestial Nighthawk Helm. We wanted to move Way of the Sharpshooter to be something players want to choose more often for a wider range of activities. To do that, we need to differentiate both Golden Gun Piles and make Sharpshooter more versatile and interesting to use in PvE. In order to differentiate the three shot and six shot golden gun and better plans of their fantasies, we've made the following changes. So for the three shot with increased auto aim distance and reliability when aiming down sights, as it fulfills the role of long distance accuracy. For six shot, we've shortened the damage fall off range to emphasize the short range gunfighter role with a lot of kill potential. When we are, or while we still have it perform in longer ranges, it may take a few extra shots to get the job done. We, uh, we made other changes to where the Outlaw to help keep its potency, like adding a new explosive proximity or prox knife uh, that can stick to surfaces and detonate when enemies pass by. That sounds pretty cool, that knife. All up, we want Way of the Sharpshooter to feel more active and rewarding for players who fulfill the role of Sharpshooter by taking down enemies with accuracy and precision. So there's a new ability, Weighted Knives. High high damage, I was going to say high impact, high damage knife throw with a long wind up, travels at high speeds, bounces once and does extra damage to the head, precision shot, final blows, recharge melee completely and get this, one hit, precision final blows are in PvP, that sounds pretty good, uh, so something I've always wanted to do is throw knives and kill in PV PvP. Uh, practice makes perfect. This is a quality of life change. Lasts longer but gives less energy per second. Precision hits. Grants two stacks. Also, new ability, knock them down. Precision final blows. Increase weapon stabilities and ADS or aim down sight speed. Timer starts at 10 seconds but any additional final blow or assist can increase up to 25 seconds. Casting your super with this buff allows, or above 20 seconds sorry, casting the super above 20 seconds consumes the buff and grants extra damage. This also does not stack with Celestial Nighthawk. Line them up, quality of life change. Old perks from the crowd pleaser are now part of this perk. Golden gun can cause precision damage and precision shots generate orbs of light. Then we got Titans with my favorite, or at least my favorite solar tree, is the middle tree, Code of the Devastator, the Sunbreakers. Titans who adhere to Code of the Devastator want nothing more than to crush their foes with smoldering hammers, and we want to see them live their dreams. When we... Uh, when their data indicated, sorry, that the, the subclass was underperforming in PvP, we decided to make a few changes that should enable it to be more competitive. The Roaring Flames perk has received a significant buff to its bonus damage and the buff now lasts 25 seconds, or 25%, not 25 seconds, 25% longer. It's really hard to read on this phone. I'm not used to not being able to just look at a really bolded browser. Um, so the 25% longer buff, making it easier to build and retain stacks between encounters. The base damage of throwing hammer melee ability has also been increased. Now it's very lethal in PvP, which sounds amazing, uh, while Roaring Flames have been activated. 
In addition, once you've thrown your hammer and it's lying on the ground, you don't have to get quite as close to pick it back up. Finally, we've tuned the super in a number of ways. For starters, burning more lasts longer, giving you more time to use it strategically instead of just spamming the slam button. So basically, instead of just going, oh no, I gotta use it really fast and just slam, slam, slam. You can then go, okay, I'm just gonna run around for a bit and find my target and then I'm gonna slam him. So this, this super, should feel much more potent against airborne enemies as they've increased the height of the heavy slam explosion. The gist of it, and there's more details, so throwing hammer increases impact damage from 100 to 120. An increased hammer pickup radius from 2 meters to 3.5 meters, which is almost double, almost double. Uh, adjusted hammer throw animation to fit a more damaging attack, so it must have more of a kind of a, a throwback rather than just like a bloop, bloop. All right, Roaring Flames. Increases damage bonus from 10% per stack to 25% per stack in PvP and increased duration from 15 seconds to 20 seconds. And Burning Maul, increased duration from 21.2 seconds to 28.5 seconds. It always makes me laugh when it's just like very specific like that. Uh, light Attack, reduced light attack energy cost from 5% to 3%. Adjusted the animation. So it flows seamlessly into changed light attacks without stopping. So basically it's a cheaper to just spin around like Zangia from Street Fighter doing spinning pile driver. No, spinning, spinning Lariat. Uh, is that what it is? Clothesline, spinning clothesline. What am I talking about? Heavy attack. Ground slam attack now detonates when it, it detects enemies above. So it's not going to just go under them. Detonation radius was increased to make landing attacks more consistent. Increased energy costs from 6% to 8%. Dawnblade says so Warlock's Attunement of the Sky Path. Basically, this one is more of a, a, a movement in the air, a uh, real, real change to it. So with Attunement of the Sky, we wanted to push its air superiority gameplay further. When we initially released this path, its movement capabilities were tuned around the original Destiny 2's gameplay experience, which was much slower and more deliberate about positioning. However, over time, this movement needed to adapt to a new sandbox. We wanted to give gameplay experience the, the fantasy begs for, a flying angel who can maneuver with grace and destroy its foes below. Alright, now, before we get started, we want to touch on one thing. To accomplish goals of reworking the air superiority role, we needed to differentiate the two daybreak paths from one another, such as this. Uh, we have reduced the speed at which Burst Glide access accelerates players during daybreak. We know this is a controversial change, but we uh, wanted to reserve the air superiority gameplay to the achievement of the sky. I mean, it's in the name, right? And Burst Glide speed was blurring the lines between the daybreak paths. Icarus dashes while in daybreak have increased speed and thrust to recapture the burst glide gameplay for those running air superiority paths. And then we hope that there is a, while this change is different, uh, it'll feel as fast as before, may have a bit more of expression behind the speed. The rest of the changes are as below. So there's a new melee ability sending uh, spirals of explosive projectiles, solar projectiles called Celestial Fire for melee. That sounds pretty cool. A heat rises had a rework, consume grenades to extend glide time and dramatically reduce the in-air accuracy penalties for weapons. So basically, if you're using heat rises, you're going to have better aim in the air. Winged sun rework, fire weapons use celestial fire and throw grenades while gliding. Airborne final blows grant melee energy and extend the duration of heat rises. Icarus dashes, rework, tap or double tap crouch, similar to how you would do the dodge with uh, the hunter. To dodge in midair, dodging in daybreak accelerates players further and costs less super energy while under the effects of heat rises. Also, additional note, due to the nature of these rework, 
Wings of Sacred Dawn, that was an exotic chess piece, uh, received a buff where it gains 15% damage resistance while the Tome of Dawn is active. There are a whole swath of changes we're working on that extend beyond these three subclasses, so we're going to get more, uh, more buffs and maybe some nerfs. Most solar subclasses had some tuning and some non-solar classes got a bit of quality of life love too. We hope that these changes you'll feel energized with the solar subclass regardless of activity. Thanks for having us. All right, we're getting into Iron Banner, which is probably going to start in the next two days. Our final how. Next week, Lord Saladin will return to the tower. For the final time during Season of Undying, this will be your final shot at earning pinnacle rewards from Iron Banner until next season. If you haven't already finished up your seasonal pursuit, make sure to do so before the end of the season on December 3rd. Iron Banner Control starts 9 a.m. Pacific time on December 3rd. Sorry, not December, November 26th and ends on December 3rd at the same time. We'll be featuring a reprised armor set next season. So probably from a previous season, they're going to have a, an armor 2.0 update to it. Maybe we'll get a little bit more of a graphical flourish with it, similar to we, how we did with the uh, maybe the raid armor that people were a little bit up in arms about. So if you want to get your pieces this from this current set, grab them quick as is the last time to get that armor. Make sure you get that whole pursuit quest done. This is the last time to do it. Uh, no complaining, you've got a week to do it, okay? I mean, unless maybe you have work and you can't get to it, that's a bit unfortunate. So, Saladin is also offering enhanced mods and, uh, oh, and other items. Other items, does that mean like the ship and stuff? In exchange for Iron Banner tokens you may have collected, you can turn them in now or bank them for when Iron Banner returns next season. All right, game to give was a few weeks ago. Gaming and giving. We're completely blown away by the generosity you all showed throughout the Game to Give fundraiser campaign in support of the Bungie Foundation's iPad for Kids program uh, and of the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. In just three weeks, you raised $1.67 million. We reached this incredible amount of fundraising because of 40,000 donors and 5,500 streamers who supported the campaign across 104 countries. To say this was a true global guardian initiative is an understatement. For the Bungie Foundation, this will give us the capacity to expand up to five new hospitals in 2020 and help over 200. I always mess this up when I've done this podcast three times at this point because of Echo in the room. I've, I've reshuffled everything around. But anyway, they'll be able to help over 250,000 more patients than they ever have before, which is great on top of what they already are doing. Uh, we're excited to continue work. Replacing fear with joy, boredom with entertainment, and uncertainty with a sense of normality for so many more kiddos. And check out this how this fundraising will help with the uh, Children's Miracle Network hospitals every day. So, just reading out these infographics. So, members of Children's Miracle Network hospitals provide 3.5, 3.4, sorry, billion in charity care annually. I'm guessing that's in US dollars. Uh, Children's Miracle Network hospitals treat every day 16,000 kids with trauma, 935 kids with diabetes, 2,218 kids with cancer, 925 babies in neonatal intensive care units, 2,329 kids for surgery. So from the bottom of their heart, I thank us for showing once again how truly special the Bungie community is through caring about these, uh, these, 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 uh, causes i guess sorry i read that wrong and I, I i i fixed it at the end i think <laughs> so want to cook there's some books coming out uh for those wanting to add more destiny books to their collection we're very happy to announce destiny the official cookbook and the grimoire anthology volume three coming in december not december sorry in in the year 
2020, I was going to say December 2020, that's a, a while away. It's probably pretty close that it's going to be out for. You can pre-order them now, I think. So the official cookbook is by author uh, Victoria Rosenthal. It's going to be the first cookbook inspired by locations and characters in the Destiny universe. It's got fried chicken on the front. I don't know if that's Colonel. It's not confirmed, but it'd be very unfortunate. If we don't see Colonel anymore, that's why they cooked Colonel. Uh, hopefully, at least, Colonel tasted good. Um, Destiny Grimoire Anthology Volume 3. Also, I mean, these are lore books using cards, lore cards from Destiny, and also have really good illustrations. So maybe if you prefer the smell of a book, or actually the, the tactile feel of a book, maybe this is for you. So these will be available from the Bungie stores and other booksellers. So stay tuned for details. Also, in the show notes, you can find this Destiny. Uh, this week at Bungie, we'll have all the links here. So tip of the steer, spear, tip of the steer, tip of the spear. Stay up to date with the latest player support team. This is their report. So Destiny 2 came out on Stadia. Uh, this is really interesting to read. I, 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 look, Australia doesn't have the Stadia. We're geo-blocking the Stadia. I can't help with any information about Stadia. I've read a bit about how it's gone. It seems a little bit messy, but I don't have any experiences for myself, so I won't go into too much about it. Uh, but this is very weird to read. By the sounds of it, I'm going to do a quick little preemptive recap. Is basically... Um, cross-save works with it. You can bring over your character from other platforms. On Stadia, you don't, you, or you can't bring across your season pass. It seems like the season pass is either included with Stadia, or maybe you have to specifically buy one for Stadia outside of this season. Also, as with any platform, um, I mean, this version of Destiny to the collection comes with Forsaken and Shadowkeep without having to buy them separately. However, that doesn't mean, just like any other platform, if you bought it on PlayStation, doesn't mean that just because you bought it on PlayStation uh, Forsaken or Shadowkeep doesn't mean it will transfer over to other platforms. You need to buy it on other platforms. It's just how everything works, right? Uh, no, there's basically no, um, it's not a special case that Destiny has cross-save and there is no, and you know, you can't expect to buy a game on PlayStation and then expect that, hey, I bought this game on PlayStation, well, why doesn't it work on Xbox? Because it's not the Xbox version and you didn't buy it from the Xbox store or in the Xbox disc, disc format. So um, that's why it doesn't transfer across. I've had lots and lots of people asking me that on videos. And I mean, licenses have never, ever transferred across platform. The only similar way it's worked in the past was... Some games, when Origin opened up, EA was honoring, and it really comes down to the company, it was honoring the transfer of Steam licenses over to Origin. But this isn't the case with Bungie and Destiny. Uh, if you've bought it on one system and you want to move to another system, you need to buy it for another system. It's just the way it is. It's the way it's always been with games. Uh, there's no difference now. It's not a special case. So Destiny 2 on Stadia. This week, Destiny 2, the collection, launched on Google Stadia. Players who are looking to set up and uh, with the Stadia for the very first time, they've actually got a guide here you can check out. Furthermore, existing Destiny 2 players who wish to bring their characters over can use cross-save. You can check the cross-play save, and now you can add your Stadia account on there as well. So go and do that. There's a link in the description uh, to the This Week at Bungie with a cross-save link. Uh, new players starting Destiny 2 
can uh, also enable cross save so the guardians can build up gear and then if they decide to later on move to like pc or something they've at least got all that they can bring across with them but do note again they've mentioned season pass granted with stadia does not transfer over to other platforms even though on other platforms if you were to buy a season pass this is the only difference this is the only thing that stands out a season pass bought on playstation will transfer over or carry with you more so uh, it applies to your account rather than to your system whereas the dlc applies to the system so you think of it as when you buy a season pass your account on bungie.net is going okay this person has a season pass now wherever they go they've got access to the season pass however with the dlc before second and shadow keep if you buy it on playstation it's just going okay that this playstation account is able to use it but if you're over on i know you know don't try to but oh, but what about, you know, cross save? I know that you're setting PlayStation as your account if you're from PlayStation. Just don't look at it that way. Um, basically, if you go from PlayStation to Xbox, well, you're not technically using your PlayStation account on Xbox. What you've done is you've set your data on your Bungie account, say, Bungie account, look at my PlayStation data and bring that data over to other platforms. It's not going, look at my purchases on PlayStation and bring that across. The only thing that it's like that is for is for the season pass. But if you play Destiny 2 on Stadia, which is free, as far as I know, it's free and you get the whole DLC and this and you can get a season pass at least maybe this season. That is not going to carry across in any means, any of that content. None of it's going to carry across. So I think that's the trade-off is you're getting the whole thing for free. Uh, you're not really contributing to anything um, financially for Bungie. So it's like, hey, you get this for free. You don't really get to complain, you know? So um, final reminder. Yeah, th there's lots of bits and pieces just about what I've been talking about. I, I just feel like it's a better way to put it. It's really hard to explain. But yeah, just treat it like if you were to buy... Say you bought, um, say you, say you bought, what's a, what's a recent game? Say you bought Red Dead Redemption and, um, I don't see, I don't know if I'm going to, I'm going to mention some game and it's going to have like a, <laughs> it's not going to work that way. Let's just say, let's just say you bought this new game, you bought it on PlayStation and while you were playing on PlayStation, you bought all the DLC for that game. When you went over to Xbox, like in a year's time, say you found the, the disc for the game or it was really cheap on Xbox for like you know, five bucks. You pick it up, you go and put it on your Xbox. You don't expect for that DLC to carry across because you're playing it on Xbox. You just got to look at it that way. So uh, I, I feel like really condescending saying that, but lots of people have been really angry about that, which is kind of unfortunate because games have never worked that way. Um, Destiny 2 known issues. So listed below are emergent issues being investigated in Destiny 2. The MITRE multi-tool catalyst will not drop for players who win a competitive crucible match at the legend rank if they are playing with clan makes and the catalyst seeker clan rank bonus is active. To mitigate this, we recommend players seeking the catalyst play in a solo queue or maybe team up with friends who are not in that same clan as them. So basically they wouldn't have the catalyst seeker because they wouldn't be playing with clan mates. So that's the way around at the moment. It'll probably get fixed eventually. Black Armory Keys, if you're having problems with this, I know a few people have been having problems with this, uh, cannot be used or deleted if the Mysterious Box quest has already been completed potentially on another character. So if you've done it on your Titan, you're jumping onto your Warlock and going, I'm going to do that quest again. Well, it's probably bugged at the moment for you. Uh, and you've already got the weapon anyway, right? 
Okay, some players may experience an issue where blank items from Festival Lost are taking up inventory slots at their postmaster. So, for a list of emergent issues, players should visit the known issues thread on the Bungie.net forums. Also, players who observe other issues should report them to the help forum. I didn't want to note, make a note of this because I, I always get this where there's something that's bugged in the game and I suddenly get my comments on my videos becoming a tech support thing. My comments on my videos are never going to be the best way to get help or at least to report something. Bungie aren't looking at my comments. I mean, maybe like one person working at Bungie has come across a video before and they've read the comments, but always, always, whether it's for updates, whether it's for news, whether it's for previews, uh, even rumors, always, always, always go to the company. Don't go to people on the internet because people on the internet, maybe they would have heard something. But why, why give yourself that middleman? Go straight to the company because you're going to get the accurate information. I know some people are like, well, I like to, I like to comment and say I've got a problem with it. I mean, you know, it's fine to say you've got a problem with it, but don't expect to get troubleshooting and don't expect to have the problem solved for you on YouTube comments is what I'm trying to say because I have a few people and it's like, I can't help you. I, I always, if someone asks for help on trying to get something fixed, I'm always like, go to the Bungie forum. It's the way to get stuff fixed. I can't help you. I may have had the problem before and maybe I've had a fix. And in that case, I'll probably tell you, but all in all, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a bungee tech. I can't help. Movie of the week. So we've got act three, uh, gather around to check out some of our favorite community creative videos this week. As always, we'll be sending the creators a special emblem. So if you want to get in on this, make a video and post this, make sure that you have your bungee.net profile in the description of the video that you're putting up ready because you might be able to have that chance of winning that really cool emblem make sure it's your cross-saved account also uh if you've cross-saved from playstation to xbox make sure you mention that you have playstation data or the cross-saved data so that video was of i think it was t1 vendetta doing a one-phasing zormac only using fists by the sounds of it i think i saw that before i lost my internet moving house but yeah, it was a pretty cool video. I, I do vaguely remember seeing that. Also, Zev Can Draw has done a really cool gunslinger animation. You can check that out if you look at the This Week at Bungie linked in the description of this video and podcast or the show notes. So next week is going to be a short week. This is probably going to come out in like two days time. So expect another podcast very soon. Um, I'm only going to be focusing on... Um, I'm only going to be, and I've got like notes here because I'd done it from like another video. I'm sorry. Um, Season the Undying Thoughts, I'll probably get to that in, I actually probably might put a whole video together for that. I might also touch on it on the next podcast. I I was thinking of doing it, but then like if they're mentioning that they're going to have all these updates for it, um, maybe I'll wait for it, you know, maybe I'll wait until we actually have, you know, the last week or something like that. So uh, what this is, is this is the last week. November? Last week in November? No, it isn't. We got one more week of November. Um, so they're working on the news, basically, as their their usual wrap up from Cosmo and DMG. So we have the Stadia launch. Uh, go check out any stress test stuff if you want to get information on that. Uh, IGN, Gamespot, whatever your favorite company or YouTube um account or or channel is that has covered it. Go check it out if you want to get all the information. Um. If you're having trouble with it, I hope it gets resolved quickly because that is an investment and it's rough when investments don't go the way you plan. Um, But if you're having a good time of it, well, great. That's good. That's good to hear. Um, But anyway, I I can't comment on it because I can't make videos on it. I can't do any information other than give you secondhand information. And why would you come to me for secondhand information when you can go straight to the source, right? 
So go do maybe a sort search for uh, Stadia stress test on YouTube and get some videos of the lag or or how it's running and, and thoughts of people having as well. I will have my season of the undying thoughts coming up. Um, maybe in another video, maybe another twab. We'll see how we go over podcast. I will probably put mine together because I have some thoughts. Um, but yeah, hopefully that video is good. Um, I'm sorry this has been kind of a rushed version. I had recorded this twice before but i got no internet i was actually situated in front of that mirror which is a ridiculous idea because that's going to create more echo i actually put up lots of soundproofing stuff you might be able to see like the bricks behind me um it's a lot better now than it was i was trying to fix it in post and it was just sounding terrible still it sounded like i was basically inside a metal tube so uh it's better now it's better now anyway that's the podcast uh usually i would say if you're watching this live, you can stick around and we can we can play games together on Destiny and stuff like that, but I'm not live. Uh, you have to wait until I am live next, if I am. Just a little note is that I am kind of up in air at the moment on how I'll be streaming. The new place I'm in has half the upload speed, but someone that lives in the same block as me has mentioned that the speeds, because I'm on cable, may be congested, so I may have to reshuffle the time that I do stuff. Uh, if at all. So, you know, I, I want to keep streaming, but if I can't, I'll, I'll definitely be focusing on making videos that won't be changing. You know, it just means I upload them slower. Right. But anyway, that's a little update for me. Uh, stick around, subscribe, follow whatever, whether or not it's on YouTube or whether it's on your favorite podcast app, like Google podcasts or, you know, iTunes podcasts or Apple podcasts. Uh, subscribe so you can get the future videos as well or the future audio podcasts anyway uh, you can follow me on twitch at twitch.tv slash that is where I usually stream uh, I'm actually thinking of maybe trying some YouTube streams in the in the near future just because a few people have said they'd like to see it uh, and I'd like to test it for myself rather than taking people's word for what they prefer I know I know you know I did a poll saying what do people you like to use and I had a few comments saying well you should use twitch because it's the best and stuff and it's like I still want to try it. I, I want to A, I want to get the pulse in the audience and see what the majority of people say they prefer. And B, I want to actually try it for myself. So I'm a, I'm a Twitch person. Mixer is a mess for me. It is a really good platform, but the connection is just, uh, I, I, I can't consider it because they don't have auto, um, auto quality settings. So I get big dropouts for some people. So YouTube, I might try it out, see how that goes, see if it's improved, see how the audience, um, approaches it but otherwise if as always if i do plan to move over to something i'll give people enough notice i won't just drop one platform and just go to another kind of thing but anyway uh this has been the destiny beat podcast thank you for listening and watching i appreciate you hopefully i got internet soon but anyway i'll catch you later have a good one bye